In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who gives us living hearts. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I did my undergraduate work at a place called Concordia University in Seward, Nebraska. And uh, while I was there, I actually was able to get a job as a bartender at uh, one of the local bars, bar named The Well Bar in Seward, Nebraska. And I, I had some different clientele depending on the time that I was working in the bar. The bar opened up at 11 believe it or not. Um, uh, and, and actually, for a little while, we were open at um, uh, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. for the guys that were getting off, off the uh, third shift at the factories nearby. And, but, but one particular time period was interesting to me, and that was the time period that went from about 4 p.m. to about 7 p.m., and that was the time that I had my my sort of regulars who were well mostly retired farmers and and people that were uh, coming into town in order to socialize because they couldn't socialize anymore in the way that they used to because of their vocations and so they would all come to the well bar and they they would all hang out with the people that they knew and they were able to sort of have a fun time together uh, they didn't have something like we have here in Tallahassee they didn't have the senior center um uh, so if you think of this, I, I was kind of running the senior center. Um, and, and one of the, the things that happened on a regular basis at the well bar during this period of time is like a kindergartner at, who has a birthday, they would bring in snacks. Because we didn't sell food, and so they, they were completely free to bring in whatever they wanted, and it was usually kind of an interesting time. You got to try some different stuff, a lot of pickled stuff. Because these people, their background was uh, bohemian. They came from a certain part of Europe. Uh, in, in Nebraska, they were called bohonks, um, which was always an interesting word. And... They brought in a lot of stuff that was pickled, from pickled sausage to pickled pig's feet to pickled eggs to a lot of pickled stuff. But one day, one particular day, a day that, that lives on in infamy in my mind, they brought in a particular pickled item. And that particular pickled item was pickled cow's heart. And they were very proud of this dish. And as they were with all of their dishes, you know, I was a beloved bartender who, who ran the senior center of Seward. And they, they brought me this piece of flesh that had been soaked in briny vinegar for I don't know how long. Probably don't want to know how long. And they, they said, hey, try this. And I looked at it and I went, what is it? They still hadn't let the cat out of the bag. I don't think they ever pickled that. Um, they, they hadn't let the, they hadn't told me what it was. And, and so I said, well, I, I'd really like to know what it is before I try it. And so we kind of went back and forth for a little while. And then the, the lady said, well, it's pickled heart. 
And I'm not a shy guy when it comes to food. I've had a lot of things that you probably would just push away from the table. But there was something about pickled heart that on some sort of moral and ethical level, I just felt like, I don't know that I can do that. You know, it was like I was kosher and didn't know it. There is like there is, there has to be some kind of you know something in Leviticus that tells me not to do this. And so they put this little sliver of heart on a triscuit for me. And it was one of those maybe you've done this before where you try to chew as fast as you can in order to get it down your gullet. And so, okay, I've tried heart. Thank you very much. It tasted vinegary. But there was something about that, and I remember that to this day of, you know, I, like I said, I have tried a lot of different stuff, but there was something about trying heart. I was like, that's, that's, that's just wrong. And I think that there's a good reason for that, because I think that uh, in our cultures, even beyond our Western cultures, cultures um, uh, that are uh, from Asia, cultures that are from Africa, the heart is an important organ. It's an important sort of metaphor for what it means to be alive. And so I think that that's what I was trying to overcome was the sense of, gosh, the the heart has meaning for me. And that meaning is one that I don't want to chew. You see, for us in Western culture, our hearts, a lot of times we, we use that as a metaphor for the seat of our emotions. We use that as this metaphor for, well, this is where my love comes from, or this is where my compassion comes from. This is, uh, this is where my happiness comes from. It, it comes from my heart. And in other cultures, it's different stuff. If you look at uh, Middle Eastern cultures, oftentimes the heart still an important organ, but it's, it's an organ that means something a little bit different. It's, it's the seat of your will. It's the seat of your ambition. It's the seat of your drive. But it's still very important. In fact, interestingly enough, if you talk to people from any culture and you ask them which is the most important organ the brain or the heart, most people will usually choose heart. Even though that realistically, when we do look at where our love and our happiness and our ambition and our will are actually seated, those things are in our head. But there's something about the heart. The heart is an important organ. Not because it does really any kind of thinking for us, not because it really does any kind of feeling for us, but because we recognize that the heart is what's animating us. The heart is what's keeping us alive and moving around. And so, of course, when we think about those moments in our lives where we feel these great emotions and we feel our hearts start to sort of feel like they're going to jump out of our chest, We go, well, that's, that's my heart. That, that's showing me that I'm alive. We 
get to those tough decisions and those things where we have to exercise our will, we say, well, my heart is what's exercising that will. It's just beating step by step by step as I'm making this decision. And so it's no surprise that at almost the very center of when Luther is designing his coat of arms, his symbol of what he believes about God and what he believes about himself, that at almost the center of that is a heart. The very center is the cross, but around the cross you have the heart. And the way that Luther explained that is he said that the heart, he he mandated that the heart had to be a red heart. Because he said it has to show that the heart is alive, that the heart is beating. And that the reason that the heart is beating is because the cross has taken all of the death and pain into itself. And then it only leaves a beating, live heart. Not a grayish, vinegary, dead, pickled heart. But so often, our hearts do feel a little pickled. So often they feel like they have been brined, brined in the salty tears from our eyes, brined in the hard work that we have done where we have not allowed God into our lives because I'm just too busy right now, God. Brined by all manner of other Salty and sour things that we have allowed into our chests. So often we recognize that my heart feels kind of dead. Whether that means that it's on the side of your emotions or whether that means it's on the side of your will. You maybe have had those moments where it just feels... Like there's something not right there. Which is where the good news in these parables that Jesus tells comes in. These parables that Jesus tells all have the same basic understanding behind them. He tells these parables one over top of the other in order to get across the same idea. And the idea that he is trying to get across there is that Jesus goes fishing in the pickle jar. That was something that I was used to seeing in that bar in Nebraska was this big jar filled with a... Not brightly colored liquid with stuff in it. But Jesus, what he does is he finds something valuable in there. Just 
as the person who was digging in the field and found the treasures, found something valuable in that field, just as the person who found that one pearl of great price found something valuable in that field, just as those fishermen, as they were pulling in their nets, found something valuable in there, just as the scribe who brought out the new treasures and the old treasures found something valuable, Jesus looks into your pickle jar. (laughs) That place where your heart has been. Immersed in the salt and the brine. And he says, there's something there that I want to make alive again. There's something there that is of such value that I am going to... Reach my hand into the midst of that and pull it out and make it alive. I'm going to remove it from the brine of sin. I'm going to remove it from the brine of this fallen world and I am going to put that heart into a place where there is only life. And that place is the resurrection. That is the place that we're looking forward to where our hearts are taken away from the pickle jar and are brought into new life. And so may this week as you encounter the salt and the sour of living in this world, may you feel Jesus' hand reaching into that jar and finding something valuable. Your heart. May you feel Him wrap His fingers around it in order to pull it out. Amen.